0: Hello, and welcome to the Chronic Pain Experience podcast. I am your host, Dina Chopolis, founder, head pain coach, and curator at Pain to Possibilities and the Change Pain Academy. To learn more about how the Change Pain Academy is radically changing the way we think about chronic pain, and to learn advanced self-care management techniques, visit us at paintopossibilities.com. That's pain number two. Possibilities.com. Or if you think you might be ready to dive in and do the work, test your readiness to change the pain, you can take our quick quiz at paintopossibilities.com slash chronic pain quiz. In today's episode, I'm speaking with the lovely and talented Barb Thornton inside our very special segment called Conversations from the Couch, where I interview one of our chronic pain warriors, about their perspective of pain and trauma in our Willow Tree Summit. The conversations from the couch sessions are an important part of the Willow Tree Summit, as it's the time and the space where we hear from actual warriors as we discuss the topics of the summit, essentially. Barb has seriously stepped up (laughs) to take on the task of listening to all of the sessions. Uh, And so we are going to pick her brain today. So Barb is proud of her four sons, their significant others, and is a grandmother to two precious little ones, a chronic pain warrior and advocate. She has a complicated medical history and an intimate relationship with chronic pain for over 20 years. Barb has not only defied death, but has survived other forms of trauma, the big T type, uh, and many other events in her life she had dismissed as bad luck, unfortunate, or poor judgment, and often refers to the black cloud that follows her. She often said, if it is going to happen, it will happen to me. Fairly recently, she began to recognize that many of these bad luck incidents were in fact little T traumas. Uh, and credits Gabor Matei, who we love, and the Change Pain Academy for this re- revelation. For 20 years, Barb has been writing as a form of therapy and documenting overcoming obstacles and frustrations far too common to those who live with chronic pain. She has always said that if even one thing she has figured out can help even one other person, it has been worthwhile. She just didn't know how to make that come true. Barb is a lifelong learner and is doing the work to radically change her understanding of pain, and as a result, is now mentoring other warriors inside and outside of the Change Pain Academy. Barb has drawn on her transferable skills from her career in business and is turning them into skills that support her purpose. She's a blogger dedicated to warriors, chronic pain mentor, and is the co-creator of KUTCH, which is our amazing community of chronic pain warriors. So as an advocate, Barb has been working really hard on an awesome initiative to increase awareness of the chronic pain experience. This is big. So be sure to stay to the end to hear our exciting announcement. Barb, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Dina. For whatever you are comfortable sharing, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your backstory?
1: Okay, well, I'm going to start partway through my life, because if I went back to the beginning, we'd be here all night, (laughs) and nobody wants that. So, in about 2004, um, I started having seizures, which is very unusual in, you know, your 40s to start having seizures. And I was a busy mom of four kids and 2 stepsons, and running with hockey and building my career, traveling, and the seizures started. And for a long time, I didn't say anything. And then I got really hurt. And kind of had to fess up, and I was diagnosed with um, left temporal lobe ep- epilepsy. It stopped my life. Uh, my license was gone. I, the The concoction of medications just turned you into mush. Um, I lost my career. I got very depressed. Um, it it interrupted what was a very happy life, and just changed everything from that day forward. Mm -hmm. My oldest was already um, living life on his own, and my three youngest um, were all going off to college or university that year. So I became an empty nester. And that following Valentine's Day, I got an email from my husband at the time that said, Barb, I can no longer be married to someone who's sick. Mm -hmm. I'm going my own way. And he signed his name. And I never saw him again, except in a courtroom. So it was pretty shocking, and I fell into a very deep depression and tried to figure out living life on my own. I had very some very um, bad seizures in some very unfortunate places and caused some pretty significant injuries, broken vertebrae, herniated discs, all kinds of, you know, nasty things that come back to bite you later in life as well with arthritic conditions. And and um, I was also a migraine sufferer. Mm. And the depression just got worse and worse and worse. Mm. And the pain became more and more widespread throughout my body till practically everything hurt. Okay. So they added fibromyalgia to my diagnosis. I also suffer from a very erratic Um, hypo hyper thyroid condition so that complicates things one step further I began the long hard process to try and put my life back together and I took uh, I saw my therapist regularly I took classes to try and learn everything I could learn about depression and anxiety and all of those things because I'm one of these people kind of sciencey like Dina Mm -hmm. if I can understand it I can figure out how to work with it and around it or overcome it. So I focused on learning and got myself back to a relatively good place in life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: All along, they kept adding diagnosis after diagnosis. And I kept saying to my family, I do not believe there are 400 things wrong with me. There Mm -hmm. is something that links this all together. Mm -hmm. And, um, It's been a real battle, and I'm still not quite to the other side of that yet, but we're getting closer. In 2016, I I remained single intentionally for a very long time Mm -hmm. after that email. But in 2016, I met an amazing man, the love of my life. It was my own fairy tale. It, It truly was. Mm -hmm. and we dated for a while we spent a lot of time together and we decided to lease his condo out and renovate mine Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so the renovations were completed in December of 2018 and life was life was wonderful despite chronic pain life was wonderful Mm -hmm. he was one of the rare people on earth that although he didn't suffer from chronic pain he got it he listened He read my body language and somehow he just made things better.
2: Mm.
1: On January 25th, five weeks later, he was taking our dog for a walk while I was making breakfast. He fell, hit his head, three significant brain bleeds, and four and a half weeks later, he was gone. And that was the single most devastating moment of my entire life. So I was consumed with guilt, consumed with. the depression escalated,
2: yeah.
1: um, I was in a really, really bad place to the point that for several weeks, my kids weren't comfortable with me being alone. Oh. I found a really good grief therapist who I adore, and perhaps she's watching.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she helped me rebuild once again my life. I got back to sort of where I was before all of this started, although Life with chronic pain was so much harder Mm -hmm. without him by my side, Mm -hmm. so much harder. Mm -hmm. Um, The challenges are completely different. Then in December of 2019, so the same year, nine months after he passed, Mm -hmm. I was found unconscious in my bed by a very dear friend of mine um, who got me to the hospital, and I was diagnosed with a bowel obstruction, kidney failure, and sepsis. And... I'm very lucky to still be here. Um, I couldn't have done it without being surrounded by the love of my family. And I knew, I just knew I wasn't my time yet. And I fought. I um, was released from the hospital and uh, two or three weeks later, COVID hit. Mm. And no one could come near me because the sepsis had destroyed my immune system. So I faced this recovery alone with virtual help from my, my family, with virtual help from close friends and from my therapist, but the day-to-day life of recovering from such an illness, I did alone. I sold my house, I moved two and a half hours away to a community of, it's a called active adult lifestyle, and it depends on the day how active I am, <laughs> But um, and it's a wonderful community on the shores of Lake Huron, where I feel very... Um, included and loved and um, safe, uh, despite my challenges. And there's always someone willing to help. So it was a, it was a very good outcome for me. But the sepsis and kidney failure has left me with more issues to deal with. Um, one is a very rare kidney syndrome. It's basically a, a neuropathic kidney condition. Um, that feels very much like I have a kidney stone all the time, 24 hours a day. So it's learning to, again, rebuild my life and learn to live with that degree of pain.
0: Right. Well, for our listeners, this is why exactly why we have you here, because you have not only a story to tell, but you also have so much insight to give because you have been really digging deep, to figure all this stuff out right and that is that is golden uh, as far as those nuggets um and that's why i'm so excited about the conversations from the couch so barb i'm 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 a little reluctant to ask this but i'm only asking because it is such a great story but um if you can tell our listeners a little bit how we met if you feel comfortable oh
1: this is a great story <laughs> so i've been seeing the same pain specialist for 15 years at the time And for the very first time at my last appointment, which is three years ago, probably, he started throwing out all these terms and words I'd never heard of before. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the pain gate theory of chronic pain and nociception and all these words I'd never heard. And like I said, I'm a bit sciencey and I have to understand. So I came home and I got on Google and like it's all either academic level papers that I couldn't understand or garbage, or unreliable. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of Facebook groups for chronic pain, which I tend to avoid Mm -hmm. because I find that most of them are just ranting, venting. Mm -hmm. They're not really seeking help. They're seeking an outlet, which everyone needs. I'm not knocking that. But what I needed was information. Mm -hmm. So I posted in this group of 30 or 40,000 people, has anyone ever been recommended a book that explains in terms that we can understand the science of chronic pain and no one in the group answered me Mm -hmm. and i was shocked and i think it was the next day i got this dm from someone named dina that said how sciencey of a book are you looking for i might be able to help and um we chatted back and forth on dm for a little while and then she called me and i think we talked for about three hours that night and um here we are. <laughs> Here we are.
0: And the reason I bring it up, and I, I mean, I love the story, but also I think it's important that um, the key points there are the Facebook groups are so big <laughs> and some of them offer some great insights. Some of them don't. Um, yes, it's a great outlet for venting, but it's amazing what connections you can create. And I think those connections are really uh it, really valuable uh, especially yeah. in, in recovery so thank you for sharing well that.
1: the odds the odds of us meeting were quite astronomical and the fact that we align so or like our our the way we think and what we see for the future aligns so well is right. it, it was fate <laughs> it
0: was pretty cool well I did I remember asking you so you know no I didn't even ask you you brought it up you said it Yeah, you know, I have a vision I have a dream that I've wanted to work towards and so now you're doing yeah. it So we'll get into that for sure because I want to expand on that a little bit more. But well, actually, that's a perfect segue. I would love for our listeners to know all the cool stuff you've been doing in the last couple of months. Well, it's
1: been more like the last 10 years, but anyways.
0: Well, that too, yes.
1: (laughs) So I, like I said, I fought my way, clawed my way through all kinds of situations from getting turned down for disability insurance to a divorce to, um, you know financial pressures to you name it so I had like file folders of these hand-scratched notes that some of them I you know I had to turn this way and that once I found them again to read but they were all things that I had learned or I had figured out or I had oh if I can make my own ice bags using this or I can um, or or things that were missing like why isn't there you know And I just had, and I write, I love to write, and I find writing very, very therapeutic. I've never shared my writing with anyone, but I do write, and I love to write. After meeting Dina and discussing our, you know, my dream and my passion and hers, we settled on the name Kutch, which has a very, very deep meaning, and um, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I started digging out those file folders and booting up my old laptop and finding all of these nuggets that I've saved over the last ten years. And then I thought, okay, now I've got all this stuff. What am I gonna do with it? i I love a challenge, and when my body fails me, I my brain usually usually doesn't mm-hmm. sometimes it does, but usually doesn't. So I can take my laptop on the couch or in my recliner or, and I decided I was going to build a website and the website is called find your coach. And the content is by warriors for warriors. Mm -hmm. So I also have a Facebook group by the same name. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to begin to share the writing that I've done and collecting writing from other warriors, whoever has figured stuff out whoever wants to share their send them on in let's get this community strong
0: yeah amazing and just for our listeners to create a website is a huge undertaking oh yeah huge undertaking huge learning curve right you're also doing some mentoring too which is great um we'll talk a little bit more about that that to me is one of the things I get really excited about. But before we get there, just back to your website. Um, When I was poking around in there, I saw a beautiful quote, and I'm going to read it to our listeners because it just is perfect. And it goes like this. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. Ah, oh, that was from Elizabeth Kubler, Ross. Okay, so how did this, when you first read that quote, how did it resonate with you? What were the emotions that came up?
1: Um that quote was sent to me about 10 years ago, really? from a friend that I actually, I went back to school as an adult Mm -hmm. and to university as an adult. And it was a friend that I had met at university Ah. who, um, knew my, my struggles. And he actually sent me that and he has now passed as well, Mm -hmm. but that quote has stayed with me forever. Um, and the note he sent with it, but, um, it's just true.
0: Um, So let's dive into some of the key points that you pulled from the summit. Okay. Okay. Number one, what was the first thing? The biggest
1: message that rang through every single speaker Mm -hmm. is that pain is always real Mm -hmm. and it is always valid. Right. And that is a message the chronic pain community does not hear in the current medical model.
0: Right. Right. So
1: my friends, it is always real and it is always valid.
0: Right. And that speaks beautifully to what the community traditionally hears, which is it's all on your head, right? Yeah. Which makes them feel like their pain is not real. That's right. And it's real. (laughs) And it's real. Yeah. Who chooses this? Really? That's exactly the question. Okay. So pain is always real and always valid. I love it. Uh, Number two.
1: Um. Pain is intended
0: to protect
1: us. Mm -hmm. It is instinctive. Mm -hmm. It is not a construct of our conscious mind.
0: Right. Good. Yes, that's a big one. Big one. And yes, that was so many of our speakers uh, brought that forward. Uh, What else did you?
1: That one was very validating for me um, because we know our pain is real.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's nothing more frustrating than the medical model telling us it's not.
0: For sure. If we expand upon that and talk about how the brain perceives just a doctor's appointment, the brain is going to perceive that as I'm not safe. I'm not, I'm not in tune with my own body. Uh, I'm not being heard. You know, there's so many emotions that come from that. They don't believe me. But when it comes to protection, if we can sort of flip the narrative to understand that pain is a protecting measure, trauma response is a protective measure, then we are starting from a completely different place. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Our brain can kind of start to think, oh, okay, this 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 I can work with. (laughs) Yep.
1: Um, The next one is and this is a message I've gotten from you ever since I first met you. But every single speaker throughout the the summit reconfirmed this. So although I always believed you, Dina, it's (laughs) even even more so now. And and that message is that when it comes to pain, absolutely everything matters.
0: Yes. Okay, let's unpack that one a little bit. Okay.
1: Pain is always biopsychosocial. So before I go any further... Psycho is one of those words that's a hot button word right. for pain warriors, right? Because psycho
0: means... It's all in your head. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So in other words, the biopsychosocial explanation just really means that everything matters. And can I can I give a warrior's example so for that... Sure. Okay. Please do. So acute pain, which is you break your leg, you have a ruptured appendix, it's always has a biological cause.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's an issue with the tissues, as Dina loves to say. Mm-hmm. And it's protecting us. So when you break your leg and you cannot walk any further, it's telling you, Don't walk, I'm trying to heal. Don't walk, you're gonna do more damage. Um your appendix is saying, um, there's a problem here, go to the doctor because something needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's intense, um but that's the biological part. Is the and there's always a a, co- a comp- component of that. Yes. Um, the psychological part is really misunderstood,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's really poorly presented by mm-hmm. most, by the medical model and by many presenters. Not the presenters at this summit, though I must say. Okay. So the psychological really does not. It does not mean making it up. Right. It is not attention-seeking. It is not any of those things. It is subconscious memories you don't even know you have that associate a pain stimulus with a memory. Mm -hmm. And it shows true when at at times you don't want it to. I guess is the best way of saying it. So it's an association of something with pain. The easiest example I can think of is if you're out in your back, your buddy's backyard playing, I don't know, touch football and there's a pothole and you step in the pothole and you break your ankle and you've been having a great day and your buddy's all huddled around and they, you know, get you to the hospital and you have a shattered ankle. It's going to hurt. There's no doubt it's going to hurt. Right. However, if you've worked a 12 hour shift and the guy that you're working with, you don't particularly like, and you just want to get the heck out of there, And he leaves a rake across the floor that you fall and trip and break your ankle, shatter your ankle the exact same way that you did playing with your buddies, it's going to hurt a whole lot more. Right. And as that injury heals in both cases, the healing process and the memory of that pain is in a positive situation as opposed to a 12-hour day and the guy you don't like left the rake and it's his fault. It's the healing process is different and the stored memory is different.
0: Right. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I'm learning. I'm you learning. Are. No, that, that's the best way to retain it is when you can share that with others. Right. So. Bravo. Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: And then the social part is also very poorly understood and absolutely ignored in the medical model. Right. It doesn't mean going out in the, Going to a dance it doesn't mean going to the bar and hanging out with your friends. The social model is everything around you, your environment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, an example would be, um, we'll go back to the broken ankle. Mm-hmm. So, your broken ankle, regardless of the cause, you're sitting at home during the day, knowing everyone around you's at work, and there's nothing on TV. There's nothing good to read. You're sick of scrolling Instagram. And the pain in your ankle is going to scream at you and take all of your attention, Mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. And that is perfectly normal. Right. But then after work, your buddies stop by, bring a pizza, bring a six pack and you all have a beer and a hunk of pizza and you have a few laughs and you relax a little bit. And during that period of time, the screaming quietens, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it quietens enough that you can generally enjoy the company you're with doesn't mean it's gone yeah. it doesn't mean you're healed yeah. it just means that your social environment is supporting um a positive experience associated with that pain
0: exactly
1: and then your buddies go home and they tell you they're all going out on friday night and friday night rolls around and you can't go your pain is going to be screaming at you once again
0: exactly oh yes great example
1: Great so that's kind of how I look at the social. It's the people around you, the support you have, the the environment that you're dealing with. It's all things outside of the biological and the psychological, it's- which is also the, the part that I am most focused on.
0: Right. It goes to show, like you said earlier, that everything matters. And the biopsychosocial model just pulls it all together. And, you know, the more I learned about this, Barb, and you likely feel the same, the more it applies to everything. Chronic illness, anxiety, depression, uh, life in general. It's amazing. I
1: experienced experienced it myself with the difference of life with chronic pain with the love of my life, Mm -hmm. life with chronic pain without the love of my life. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that's what I experienced right. until I started learning, right. but I know now that yeah. it had a huge impact on the amount of pain I felt.
0: It did, and yeah. on both sides of the sword, right? The the, the yeah. real joy that you felt that dialed down the pain, and then the real amplification of pain when you were in the grieving process. Yeah, yeah, which is so hard. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for bringing that great example in because I think that's what is uh, easier <laughs> to understand than all the sciency jargon stuff. So, okay, was there another point that you wanted to address? Um, yes,
1: w- words matter. We are constantly being told by therapists, by coaches, by the speakers that words matter. So I, I don't I don't know how, but somehow I think I figured that out a long time ago because I never say my pain, the I say it's a big pain day, it's an okay pain day, or it's a good pain day. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the flip side words that practitioners and the medical model uses also matter yeah and this goes back to I'm collecting a list for any warriors out there of words that drive you crazy when when a professional says these words to you mine is one of mine I have many one of mine is sit with it what the hell does that mean you want me to cut it out of my 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 brain or my heart and put my arm around it on the couch like what the hell does that mean but anyways that's just one example but there's all kinds of examples um a friend of mine who is also a chronic pain warrior hers is we're going to have you dancing out of here yeah no they're not oh no they're not it's not possible mm. or um um we're all you know we're not 20 we're not 15 and they'll come in and say well young lady like come mm. on oh. that is very condescending mm. it is very rude mm. um, acknowledge us for the women that we are for the lives we have lived yeah there's there's so many <laughs> yeah so i want i would like us all of our all of our warriors watching and all of your warrior friends Yep. Just send me your, your words, send me your words. Because if we don't let them know yep. what's pushing our buttons, then yep. we're letting them push our buttons.
0: Truly. And I actually interviewed a gentleman who is a physiotherapist who's doing his master, or no, his PhD, pardon me, in really discovering more about those words. And yep. physiotherapists are really, and I believe coaches too are really helping to lead the way around the reframe. Um, and then therapists who are chronic pain informed are also doing their best because we're realizing how important they truly are. So yeah, yeah let's keep that great, that list going. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I have one more, and I have one more and this is more of a, just a to be aware, I guess sure. um, and perhaps get your comments. So a lot of the a lot of the pre- um, presenters, not all of them, some of them were basically completely information based, which was wonderful. But some of them were practitioners that offer a service or a specific mode of therapy. And I just want to want to bring up the point that most chronic pain warriors do not have a lot of disposable income. They cannot afford thousand dollars worth of therapy. And so while it's great to know the option is out there. There's got to be a way to get the nuggets out of that therapy and offer it in an affordable, comfortable, safe way for warriors to benefit from.
0: Right. No, and that's a really good, good point. And it was on my mind constantly when I was preparing this summit because, you know, there's a fine line between overwhelming with information. There is a fine line between, like you said, you know, expecting people to spend money when it's not necessarily an option. So I'm hoping that in some of the conversations that maybe one little thought or one little piece of the conversation tweaked a thought, not necessarily yep. that you have to go seek care from that person, but that, that makes you take the path that you took, Barb, uh, and many of the other people here as well, to start seeking out that information themselves. And that is hopefully the big game here, but you're absolutely right. Especially knowing how many appointments, um, chronic pain warriors have to try, have to sample, you know, like throwing the spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. Uh, It can be not only exhausting, frustrating, but extremely expensive as well. So
1: (laughs) I do, I do think that is another area though, where warriors can help warriors. Absolutely. Um, One of the, one of my goals I've got so many I don't know if I'll ever get there but one of my goals is I'd like to have a section on my website where lawyers can actually review products or um, you know like what is the best heating pad what is the you know things like that because people's warriors spend a fortune trying to find what works for them right where because there's no one else to ask Yeah. So let's build that community so there are others to ask.
0: Yeah, other resources. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great, great one. Oh, Linda's got a comment here. Sorry, I'm just going to say, read it here. Linda's saying, um, sorry, first of all, Linda said, I know Barb, she's an overcomer, proud of her determination, hugs. It saddens (laughs) me that the medical community still responds to chronic pain this way. Maybe we need to hone our listening skills with authenticity. I love it. This might be a bit of a tough question, but what sort of emotions showed up for you when you were tuning into some of these conversations?
1: Hope. Um, first and foremost, okay. validation, ah. which is a huge one that chronic pain warriors are not used to. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good to hear that. Yeah. Um, sensitivity. Mm-hmm. The, the presenters were very sensitive to um, the the life of a chronic pain warrior, for the most part, they mm-hmm. were aware of the challenges. They, A lot of them faced challenges themselves, and that came across in their presentation very well. So it was sincere. Possibilities, you know, like just possibilities for the future. This is not the end. This is not how it has to stay. Mm-hmm. There's change to be done both within us, Yes. Within our society, within our practitioners, um, so possibilities, I guess, would be a really big one. Uh-huh. And gratefulness that uh-huh. that you have hosted something that is never done for warriors. Mm-hmm. It's done for practitioners. Mm-hmm. It's done to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. It's not done for warriors. And this is a really amazing start to a long annual, at least summit.
0: Yeah, I definitely will do this again. I love the fact that you're using the word hope because it could be really easy when you're listening to all of the workshops to get a little overwhelmed or to get discouraged, perhaps. I don't know. I think those were the things I was concerned, you know, could pop up. But I love the fact that you're using the word hope because I think if anything, that is the message we want to give, right? So it's also
1: been very motivating for me to keep me going on my path here of come on warriors, we got to do this together.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Honestly, I know you know this Barb, but it is my vision to change the chronic pain community from within.
1: Yep, definitely. You know,
0: yeah, the outsiders are going to be a part of it, but I think the strongest voice is going to come from within. Um, I think if I could just jump on the validation word for a second there, you had mentioned something m- during the summit that uh you had an aha moment around the validation do you remember what that was I can give you some hints if you uh, if you're excited I can't please we've had a lot of conversations I know uh, Did it have to do with trauma it was more to do with validation around things that you've been doing all along do you remember that oh yes
1: I do thank you okay. no problem. um I, I don't want this to sound like I'm Uh, a whiz kit or anything, but like I said, I've been collecting scraps of paper and random notes for over 10 years, and I have begun to try and organize it. I've begun posting my first article, and I was really shocked at how much of what was presented in the summit resides within those scraps of paper. Yes. I, I was shocked. Yes. Um, it's sad that I had to figure it out the hard way, mm-hmm. but it's also very validating to know that I was at least on the right path mm-hmm. and that it is a real issue that needs to be, um, uh, are a real obstacle that needs to be overcome and that there is a way.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I got goosebumps when you said that the first time around and again tonight because it goes to show how adaptable we really are, uh, and how much credit we don't actually give ourselves.
1: Exactly that. Yes, that's a big right? one. Yeah, uh, I know. And, I know a lot of chronic pain warriors, yeah. and one thing they don't do is give themselves enough credit Absolutely. for the journey they have come. Right, and that also needs to change.
0: It does. Yep. So that is that is what we're doing. And if I could just use my husband as an example as well. He also born with a rare metabolic disorder had to figure it out for himself. And uh, I am still amazed at the work that he did continues to do without any guidance whatsoever. You know, you just just figure it out. However, there is a lot of stuff that you wish you would have known up front, right? And I think that's part yes. of our mission: is we need to get to our chronic pain community early on to be able to give them much of this information. So,
1: and I and I don't think people realize just how big the chronic pain community is because we hide. Yes, we are Oscar-winning actors and actresses. We, myself included, mm-hmm. we present ourselves to the world very differently than we huddle on our couches with our ice bags and heating pads. Right. So, um, it, you know, we're partly responsible So this is Welsh, not origin work. The, the and I came across it probably 15 years you ago. Know, the vast and it was in of one of my school chronic pain. But no. we're going to start it slow and build momentum and yeah,
0: a very exactly. special, yeah. safe uh, I, I I really look forward to the day when we live in an informed society, whether it be chronic pain, whether it be trauma. even chronic illness, embrace. You know, yes. anything that's invisible. So
1: not just any One old thing, thing that I'm really excited about within embrace. It's a the very Change Pain Special Academy is Kutch. Um, just for you. So, we kind
0: of have when we first so met, uh, we talked about what our visions were. You talked about what you that, were working towards, yes, what you always what wanted to do, and the, it was you already own own had the name picked out, place, and it is Kutch. So, can you explain to our listeners what that means and, and what
1: Kutch and is? Enjoy, hopefully.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh, and a lot of you but you use the word safety too because you know, we cannot start to recover unless there is an element of safety in there. And community is really the way to go, creating those meaningful connections. So well said. Okay. And, and if I can just add to it, you are and, uh, and Michelle will be as well, uh, mentoring um, people within our community. So I'm uh, very excited about that. I am as
1: well. I I have met so many interesting people this way. And you know, two heads are better than one, a thousand heads are better than 900. And I just, I just think it's so important.
0: Yeah. And that's how the change is going to happen. Honestly, that is how the change is going to happen. Those conversations, um, you learning about pain, you then changing pain, you then coaching others on how to do it as well. So. Yeah. Can I, can
1: I just add one thing, Dina? Sorry. One of the other big things that propelled me forward was, late last year i believe the pain clinic that my pain doctor is uh associated with decided that we all had to attend a mandatory at least what we were told or believed to be mandatory 10 week two hours a week virtual education program and it was the most painful 10 weeks Two hours a week. We, I think I can speak for probably most, if not all, of the people that were in the class. We learned absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It was condescending. It was demeaning. It was 20-year-old science. Mm-hmm. It was nothing that I've watched from current pain researchers. Mm-hmm. But we all were under the understanding that if we did not attend those 10 weeks, we did not see our pain doctor. And there's nothing that strikes fear in the heart of a chronic pain warrior more than not being able to see their pain doctor. So we all attended, and I got held back after class, believe it or not. I got asked to remain online after class, and I was chastised by the two that led the group for asking questions that were too advanced. Oh. Oh no! And my question was, it had. They were talking about pacing, which is another hot button word, by Mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. Um, We've all lived lives, managed careers, and families, and like pacing is a definitely a hot button word. But I said, you know, that's that's Mm -hmm. all fine, well and good. But could you help me understand how to deal with the heartbreak of having to tell my five-year-old grandson, "No, Grandma can only do that for ten minutes," Mm -hmm. and I was told held after class and told that was too advanced of a question. Oh, my gosh. So the difference between those 10 painful weeks and watching Dr. Dr. Rachel Mm -hmm. and talking to you and working within the Change Pain Academy, Mm -hmm. it's light years different,
0: Mm. light years. Oh, it just goes to show. And it makes me so sad that, and this is the model. This is the system, yeah. right? The system is set up in such a way that the insurance companies and the, the the doctors prescribing and even the pharmaceutical companies, which I worked for for 10 years, have you under their influence. You know, you can't make a decision without them. You can't get care without this. You can't do that. And it just is another example of how frustrating the system, how broken the system really is. Yes. Yeah. So we need another solution. and yeah. uh, I think this is this summit is just an attempt to bring that to the light. So uh,
1: I just thought that was an important point because it's it's I know many, many, many chronic pain warriors have sat through the same mm-hmm. painful, useless information and felt demeaned and condescended in all of those negative emotions, which only makes the the experience of pain worse.
0: And, and how dare you ask questions? <laughs> like, exactly. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm not trying to bash the doctors and the nurses. I'm just, it's just the system. That's, that's, yep. so yeah, unfortunately, this is the most exciting part of the evening. This is the one that I <laughs> am so excited to bring about. And I'm so glad you ladies are here to to witness this because this is a big deal. In an effort to increase awareness about chronic pain, Barb has been working on a, an awesome initiative. And I am excited to say that you ladies are the first to hear it. So, Barb, can you tell us <laughs> what are you working on right now?
1: Sure. I, I don't know why, but I started looking one day for a ribbon. I know why, because I am a crafter and I make shadow boxes and cards and things like that. And I wanted to make a shadow box with um, the Chronic Pain Warrior Um, awareness ribbon and I searched and I searched and I searched and I went to Wikipedia and I went all over the place and there is no such thing as an awareness ribbon for chronic pain. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people who have chronic pain as a result of a single disease, but not many. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people that have chronic pain from a car accident. Mm-hmm. from an industrial accident, from a combination of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Some people I know could wear a chest full of awareness ribbons, mm-hmm. but the theme that runs through all of those things is chronic pain. Right. So I and my creative crafty mind started thinking about what would a chronic pain awareness ribbon look like. And it has to be strong. It has to demonstrate that chronic pain is hard, that there's a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns and frustrations. Um, It has to indicate that all things matter when it comes to chronic pain. Mm -hmm. So I got macrame cord. (laughs) And I tied the ends. So this this is chronic pain at its worst. And then I braided it. Because a braid is much stronger than any thread or group of threads. So then I had this little braid that kind of goes like this, but that wasn't good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I designed and had these pins made to go in the middle that I don't know if you can see. Yeah. They are just a W with the word warrior, and they go in the middle of the pin, like this. Yay! There it is. This is the prototype. They're, they're not available yet, um, but we need to make our society aware. Mm-hmm. We need people who are in chronic pain to wear these ribbons and wear them proudly, yes. because being a warrior is not easy. Yes. it's not for the faint of heart it's tough but be proud yes yes i have one on for the first time today and a girl it's a big big night it's a big night so chronic pain warriors we now have an awareness rhythm ribbon we just need to get it out there yep
0: and we're doing our best to get that done aren't we <laughs> yeah, sure. well, you're doing most of the work um <laughs> I, it just speaks beautifully to bit by bit, step by step, informing this society just a little bit more. Most importantly, informing our chronic pain community first, and yeah. then the rest will follow, right? And so yeah. why not do it with something that is a um, uh, a message of hope, strength, and context? Yes. Weaving everything Absolutely. together. Yeah. So well I'm done.
1: Very, I'm very happy with the way they turned out, and I hope to see one on all my chronic pain friends' um, coats. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Okay. So stay tuned, because we're uh, just kind of working out the details how we... So uh, where can our listeners find your blog
1: and your Facebook? Um, my website is findyourcutch.ca. My Facebook group is findyourcutch um, yep. under Facebook. Contact. Oh, I have an email too, actually. Oh, forgot about that oh yeah it's just find your at gmail.com and okay. we're all about finding our coach for our chronic pain warriors by warriors for warriors
0: amazing so if i could just clarify kutch is a part of the change pain academy Kutch is the community so that is where we learn together, we grow together, we celebrate together, we share each other's wins. Okay, uh, Bart, before we wrap it up, is there any message you really want to end off our chat today for our listeners?
1: I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to speak as a warrior from my heart, honestly. I'm very grateful that fate brought us together. Mm, me too. And that my passion project is breathing life um and let's do this
0: all right we've got hope we've got possibilities we've got chronic pain awareness coming up look out world here we come there is a question here um and a couple of comments if i might just read through them linda says way to go warriors and admins thank you linda very much michelle says without hope we lose our ability to fight our challenges yes michelle absolutely Linda says, "Would you say chronic pain warriors are marginalized?" Ooh, that's absolutely a great yes. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely agree, and that's partly coming from um, an uninformed society.
1: It also, so I've learned in this past week, it also comes from our own deep embedded that we don't even know
0: is their shame. Right. Right. Oh, shame. We could talk about shame for hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of the emotions we need to explore and understand so that we can work with it. Absolutely. But that's
1: why we're such great actors.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But thank you for so much for being here, everybody. Thank you, Dina. You're so welcome. Before you go, I want to tell you about a very special online space that is exclusively for chronic pain warriors. We have created a safe, inclusive space in which to learn, to grow, and create meaningful connections on your path to improving your lived experience with pain. A space to learn from professionals and chronic pain warriors alike with curated content, coaching, and mentorship. And it's all based on the new science of pain. To learn more about the Change Pain Academy, go to paintopossibilities.com. That's pain number two, possibilities.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening in.